We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for April 12th, 2021. Next report, and we, we touched on this in the last, I just wanted to, it, this is so egregious and shocking, I wanted to at least give a paragraph to it. Americans last, like, you know, Americans first, no, Americans last, true Americans, legal law-abiding Americans last. New York Dems and Governor Cuomo approved giving illegal aliens a one-time payment of up to $15,600 your tax dollars at work. New York Democrats, Governor Cuomo, uh, they've approved to, you know, do this, and um, it's it's all official, it's all real. The state of New York recently approved a $2.1 billion fund in the state's budget, the largest in the U.S., for illegal aliens and will offer them a one-time payment of $15,600 if they lost work during the pandemic. Nothing for any of the legal people here. I mean, these are people that shouldn't even be here. They're here illegally. That's what illegal means. A country without borders is not a country. It's a joke. New York leaders didn't set aside um, any massive funds to help rebuild businesses, though, that have fallen apart. Instead, they've decided to give taxpayer money to people who are in the country illegally. So that's, that's justice for you in America. Satanic justice. And then the next report, um, the White House is considering conditional cash transfer transfers to to illegal aliens from some central america oh no this is migrants they're not illegal aliens yet but from some central american countries in a bid to curb arrivals at the southern border so they've got so much business at the southern border yeah they wanted a lot of business but it's getting a little too much a little too much heat down there too many you know reporters down there too much stuff going on down there they probably wanted to cool off just a little so what they're saying is they're going to um, they're going to uh, approve uh, conditional cash transfers to these migrants from some Central American countries in a bid to curb arrivals at the southern border and would send um, the COVID nineteen kill shots to those countries as well, so they could kill them off, turn them into their into coming budding zombies, and um, defile their DNA and fill them full of nanotech, but they'll give them some cash for their for their uh, troubles you know the proposed cash payment program would focus on migrants from northern triangle countries including guatemala honduras el salvador the white house southern border coordinator roberta jacobson told reuters on friday so you know we just got more righteousness by the boatload that i'm reporting on then biden's two trillion dollar american jobs plan will actually kill jobs raise taxes and enforce green new deal policies i mean they are they have taken the mask the gloves every single thing it's naked satanism right in your face everywhere you turn any way they can destroy this country anything righteous anything good is being targeted that's the nor that's the new normal joe biden rolled out a 2.25 trillion dollar not billion trillion American jobs plan. Was it like a thousand billion or something? It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, a, a trillion dollars is a thousand billion dollars for some perspective. Okay? And a billion is a thousand million. Okay? So that's the perspective we're, we're talking. In other words, a billion is 
a thousand million dollars a million times a thousand and a trillion is a uh a billion times one thousand okay so some for for some perspective on um creepy uh child molesting joe's new 2.25 trillion dollar american jobs plan for infrastructure even though we're going to see that's not what it's for and republicans were quick to identify it as a implementation of climate of the climate change policies of the green new deal that were proposed by the actress that won the part to play the representative of alexandria ocasio-cortez because she she got that part she tried out for it. She won the part. She was doing wet t-shirt contests a year before as a barmaid. But now she's some big social justice warrior that knows everything about everything. And she knows what's best for America. You know? So that was a... Um, anyway, while the proposal claims to be an infrastructure bill, only about $157 billion or 6% of the total spending will be used for actually roads, bridges, or airports. The more money... Uh, 174 billion would be spent on building 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations because see they know the electric vehicles will keep you in bondage and it's totally inefficient and they're garbage and they get off tons of emfs and they're not sustainable it's an absolute total waste of money we've covered this in previous teachings and will uh, electrify 20% of school buses and electrify the federal fleet because they want to get us off um, gas because they don't like the fact that you can get in a gas-powered car and drive maybe 500 miles in some cases. They don't like you having that kind of freedom. They want to limit you to your little electric charges where they can really box you in a lot better and control you better. It's all about control and making money. The single biggest chunk of the plan, $400 billion, will be allocated to caregiving. Now, we see what type of caregiving is going on at the border, where you've got MS-13, high-level, looking to be lesbian witches, bringing small little children over the border. That, that woman was not that child's mother. Neither were the other women in there that had kids. Or the other family. They're, they're, that's not their kids. They're there to play a part. Oh, yeah, she's part of it. They have no documentation at all. No, they're, they're being paid to smuggle those children in for only God knows what, to supply the needs of the elitists and the pedophiles and the pedivores and all the child molesters, okay? That's the kind of caregiving that comes to my mind. So $400 billion to be allocated to, quote, caregiving, whatever that means, such as child care and public health care. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that'll be put to good use. Real broad, nebulous terms there, you know. Uh, Congressman Steve Scalise said that the bill raises taxes, increases debt, bans right-to-work laws, kills energy jobs, and mandates Green New Deal provisions. To fund the plan, Biden is proposing a corporate tax rate of 28%, which will cause more businesses to leave the U.S. and ship job, more jobs overseas. Uh, income tax will increase for individuals and families who make over $400,000. Uh, longtime listener sent me this, and I just put it in here. It's called the Word of the Year: Inept, ineptocracy. Ineptocracy, crassy. Ineptocracy: a system of government where the least capable to lead are 
those elected by the least capable of producing and where the members of society least likely to sustain themselves or succeed are rewarded with goods and services paid for by the confiscated wealth of the diminishing number of producers. That's what we're in. That exact phrase. We're in an ineptocracy. Because that's exactly what's going on. You, how could you have a more uncapable, uh, addled, brain-damaged leader than old child molester Joe? And he's at the top of the food chain. I understand you can say, oh, he's a puppet. He's only taking orders from his handlers. I get it, but he is their figurehead. Next report. Powerful tech corporations are putting billions of dollars into startups that intend to harvest the blood of children for the supposed purpose of rejuvenation and anti-aging. Now, we're getting to where the rubber meets the road. You said, well, I don't believe you about all those children. They're, they're probably going into good homes. There's a lot of people that want to adopt. And that's not where they're going. Okay. This is where they're going for things like this. Okay. Powerful tech corporations are putting billions of dollars into startups that intend to harvest the blood of children for the supposed purpose of rejuvenation in the agent. I'm not saying that's not the case, uh, to a certain extent at least. Probably bleed the little things dry. Well, we, we're going to look at an article where they're actually doing this to get their adrenochrome which is more likely the actual real thing they're going after. Newsweek published a profile, and there's a link to that report, on the growing industry, which includes injecting stem cells taken from dead, mutilated uh, babies into their customers. Like aborted babies? Yeah, that too. Spanish firm Griffoles has purchased Alcahest for $146 million, which may open up a Pandora's box with regards to harvesting the blood of children. How is this stinking garbage legal? How could you have a child consent to giving their own blood like this? They hope to find a, a, a synthetic fountain of youth from researching the plasma of their young volunteer. Oh, I'm sure they're volunteering. They just love having a big calf needle in their arm and being bled dry. Yeah, I'm sure. Once this idea kicks off and becomes mainstream, a lucrative market will develop for the children's blood as a depraved and vainglorious society becomes dependent on their blood to maintain their vitality. Can you think of a more sick society than we're moving into? Big League Politics has reported on how fetal parts are being sold at a premium with firms like Planned Parenthood rank, raking in tons of cash through third-party vendors, and the butchers are being protected by the court system. Well, yeah, they got a, they got a constant supply of mutilated uh, dead baby bodies from all the abortions. They're making money both ways. Not only that, they're making money from the government who's subsidizing them. So they're making money three ways. They're probably also making money off the witches and the warlocks and all the occultists that are paying for, for body parts. A federal judge has ordered pro-life whistleblowers to pay Planned Parenthood $13.6 million in damages. They damaged Planned Parenthood. This slimebag federal judge 
who is going to rot white hot in hellfire, ordered pro-life whistleblowers that exposed what was going on in Planned Parenthood to pay him $13.6 million in damages after releasing the video. You, you, you'd have to lock me up and throw away the key because I would never pay them a dime for nothing. And damages after releasing a video of executives in the abortion industry boasting how they sell fetal, fetal body parts for big money. So the fact that they got caught, that's a crime. The fact that they were openly boasting about something that was insanely evil, wicked, and, and just morally rep reprehensible, that's not the crime. The crime is that they, they were recorded undercover and they were found out. Because, see, Satan has to protect Satan in today's brave new world. Had another listener email me. She brought up something interesting. The COVID vaccinated. What about their tainted blood supply? She says, what if these vaxxers contaminate the blood supply? Well, of course they're going to. Not to say that blood supply is not contaminated already i'm going to get into that next but she goes on to say if this is replicating within the blood nanoparticles what about all the you know what about all the dna being overwritten what about it being cultured off aborted babies what about the prions that are in the vaccines that are going to give you kuru essentially cjd the the human version of mad cow disease yeah if you, they give their blood they're going to transfer that to you she goes on to say, I had an accident where I was bleeding to death, and, and if I had an accident where I was bleeding to death and my life depended on the blood to live, I guess I will have to bleed to death. That's what I'd do. i just bleed, just let me go. It was, it was my time. I don't want anybody else's taint of blood in me. It's one thing if it's Taylor's, but no, no, you know, nobody else's. That's it. I don't know where the blood's coming from. I'm not going to chance it. I'm not going to chance taking some tainted, nephilim, uh, prion-ridden, overwritten with with only god knows what only with god knows how many nanoparticles no way i'll take death sorry that's me i'm funny that way and i'm going to prove my point in a second so she says i don't want to have anything to do with that vaccine how, how could you know at this point i mean everybody's been vaccinated to the gills anyway just from that that standpoint alone i wouldn't want to take anybody's blood Unless I knew 100% they're totally, and even then I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it anyway. I should, you know, I don't like the concept, period. I don't, I mean, even my own dog, I don't want to take her blood. I don't want to do it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove that in a second, why I'm saying this. I've covered this before. I'm going to go into it again. She said it would have to be only a matter of time before the whole blood supply was tainted. What do you think? Well, I just told you what I think. Here's also what I think. There's a film called Primum Non Nociri, which is first do no harm. Blood transfusion warning. What are the long-term implications of receiving other people's DNA and or receiving chromosome from the opposite sex after a blood transfusion? Yeah, start to think about that. I'm getting the DNA and the chromosomes of another person in me i don't care if it's your family or not that doesn't seem right to me 
The recipient of the blood transfusion is always at greater risk of developing infection or recurrence of the very disease that they're being treated with. In fact, there's up, a, up to a four to five times the reoccurrence rate of cancer after blood transfusions. Did you know that? Also, there's a much higher reoccurrence of an infection that otherwise would not occur if the blood transfusion had not taken place. Be careful of blood transfusions and if possible, look for other alternatives, um, which I don't know what that would be, but anyway a description of this film reads the movie unfolds as world-renowned experts share the latest scientific evidence debunking claims that blood transfusions always save lives millions of patients are now in danger from previously unknown risks associated with blood transfusions for example the effects of dna and chromosome transfers because you're getting their dna and their chromosomes uh, 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 i'm not messing with it I'll take death. Absent for the bodies to be present with the Lord. You know? That's just me, though. What What are the long-term implications of receiving people's DNA or receiving chromosomes from the opposite sex after a blood... Yeah, opposite sex as well. What? Well, I mean, what? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Think about that. A guy's getting blood from a female? Uh, I don't know about that. That don't sound right to me. Obviously, there's no Bible for that. The Bible warns a lot about consuming blood, to not eat the blood and the meat. Um, and that's a perpetual covenant in the Old Testament. That applies to us to this day. The film explores the controversial history of blood transfusions and the greatest obstacle facing global health care, the reflex rejection of new knowledge because it contradicts entrenched paradigms. So I give you a link to the film, a uh, YouTube clip. Uh, hopefully it's still up and running there. Oh, hold on, hold on, no, there's, there's a link here I need to play. I believe, let me just see. Yeah, I'm going I'm to play this real quick. This is the, um, the trailer to this film that I just described. 80 million people, over 80 million blood transfusions are given every year. When it comes to blood transfusion, it seems as though we have not really... That's Professor Bruce... Uh, Bruce Spees. ...have not really understood in that we've never done the basic research to know when we're doing good and when we're doing harm. Transfusion alters a Professor Alice Man Manatus. ...things in, in the organism, and it has long-term side effects. Yes. How could it The not? recurrence rate is anywhere from two to three times more recurring cancer. Okay, so he's saying the cancer rate is two to three times more um, after the recipient re receives the transfusion this is danny kuzon md director of the national heart institute in the philippines now i'm sorry i having to stop this but you can't you can't hear you can't see the titles of the experts that are actually talking here more recurring cancer if you give blood than if you don't give blood but that's a very frightening situation for those who go for cancer surgery you give a bag of blood and the bag of blood has all sorts of things in it. And we ignore, you ignore them. Blood transfusion has never undergone randomized clinical trials to the level at which 
a new drug would have to go through the FDA. It's never been done. Many clinicians think... Just like the vaccines have never been ever researched properly, ever. And we proved that last week um, with, with the uh, documentation we gave. Blood and blood components as a drug to treat specific conditions that patients have. In fact, blood is an organ. It happens to be a liquid organ. This happens to be the only transplant that all you require is essentially a couple of letters behind your name and a pen, and you can write for it. Wow. They know not what risks and benefits they're likely to create or cause as they give this therapy. They've been essentially brainwashed by a public relations event that's gone on since their birth. Right. Yeah, they're showing all the ways they've, they've they're giving blood, like for the war drives from World War II. Your blood can save him and all these other things. In the United States and Russia, this is Professor Vitaly Slapushkin. I'm going to I'm gonna take down the sound and just play this and I'll read it to you. In the USA and Russia, there are revisionist physicians who are in favor of transfusions. And there are progressive persons who think we should refuse transfusions. And the criteria for both procedures are the same in both countries. And they are derived from evidence-based medicine. And they indicate that we should reject blood transfusions. Okay, let me just start this up again here. Yeah, they're citing all these studies. Every decision I make as a physician should, you would think, be based upon my in-depth weighing of the evidence of I'm going to do more good than harm if I take the following therapy. So this is transfusion is potentially one of the greatest iatrogenic killers in medicine. Professor Jonathan Stamler. of transfusion uh, as well as a uh, or the possibility of reducing uh, exposure of patients to allogeneic blood uh, certainly helps if you will restore some confidence by patients that they're going to get the best care we as physicians have all taken a very basic oath and that is a Hippocratic oath and it's to try to do good for mankind and it also has the corollary of first do no harm. Wow. Wow, that looks like a great video. Uh, I give you, I believe I give you the link here to that video. I don't know if you, maybe you'll be able to find it on um, YouTube or maybe BitChute. Yeah, the link's still working. Um, uh, I'm just, I'm kind of just clicking this to see um view film first do no harm new approach to prevent medical errors um i don't know it's it's very vague about the thing well i just did a thorough kind of search on the internet on um the website you can't buy it off the website which i thought is really weird um, that actually is promoting it. And I would imagine they probably got 
tons and tons and tons of resistance. People do the the medical pharma cartels do not want people knowing this information, and it's very strange. But I can't even find uh, almost anything about as far as viewing the film. Oh, okay, hold on. No, is this it? Oh, hold on. I think it, I think it's up on YouTube. It's weird because if you do a keyword search for it, um, yeah, I think I found it. Collection okay. and I'm going to post this link if you want to watch this because you're going to have to do a primum non noceri first do no harm blood transfusion if, if you want to do a keyword search for it on, on you. I'm surprised it's on YouTube. I would think this would be on something like BitChute or... Um, uh, I really want to watch this when I get, uh, just don't have any time, but, um, I'm going to put a link. I'm doing, I'm doing it right now. I'm putting a link in the PDF so you can just click on it. Okay. So what I did is I put a green highlighted link. It is probably going to be on page like 15 around there of the PDF for this, for this date of, um, April 12th, 2021. And it's going to say to watch this film, it's going to be black lettering and green highlighting and i give you a link right to the whole film on youtube where you can watch it's a, it's a it's an hour and 37 minutes um long if you want to actually see the whole film there because this is probably for for some people this may be something you really want to know a lot more i mean it's it's something that again i believe that there's so many devices of satan there's so many ways we're being destroyed for lack of knowledge that you know, this is just one of the many, many ways that this is happening. Organ donations, same thing. I would highly caution against. Just key in. You can key in um, blood transfusion. You can key in organ donation, um, plasma donations in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I believe I've done multiple studies on all of those subjects, and none of them are painting any of that in a positive direction. It's, it's um, something that you want to really be educated about if you want to do that. I give you one of my teachings I did on blood transfusion here in the PDF. Now, we said all that to get to this point. Deborah Tavares put this out this week. I wouldn't really be putting this out unless I, had, I hadn't already seen multiple things in the past... Um, oh, my word. I, I don't know how many years about adrenochrome. I have talked about it on the studies. Um, I wouldn't probably be reposting this unless I hadn't already done a lot or gotten a lot of confirmation that this type of thing is actually going on in our own government. Okay, so this is entitled Adrenochrome, the elite super blood drink. Read with caution, confidential, leaked United States Army Special Medical Corps documentation, kidnapping young children to torture, extract their blood, and kill them. Young children's blood is big business. Where are all the young children going? Okay, so this is posted on stopthecrime.net, which is Deborah Tavares' site. Uh, she says, we've already sent this confidential document out for verification. I've been receiving confirmation that this is real. This is a horrific document. Oh, I mean, I guess I should caution. This isn't like children friendly here, the stuff I'm getting into. I'm not going to go gory details, okay? But um, I'm going to say a little that probably isn't really suitable for younger viewers. 
Uh, says, we received this document with caution before reading this. A word of caution. These are not documents that any man or woman should ever have to read. And if you are any way squeamish and would advise that you not read these documents, either choose wisely. Now, I clicked on this first one, and I'm warning you, if you click on it, it's going to take, a, at least it did for me, it took so long to load. It's a PDF, but it'll load in your browser. Um, took a long time to load. And then then and i'll get i'll kind of talk about that a little bit more in a sec but then the second document is the adrenochrome manufactured by the united states military uh page 48 includes a list of names date of birth deceased children and also lists of officers with photos for promotions because see if you serve satan you will get rewarded now i did i clicked on these and they sure look legit i don't know i mean if somebody faked them they went out of a a lot of trouble to do it. Check page 48 for an eerie message regarding burial site number nine, likely indicating there are at least eight others because they got to bury these kids once they use them up. Apologies for any upset cause. None is intended. This is the world we find ourselves living in. Um, adrenochrome is produced by the oxidation of adrenaline. Higher levels of oxidation in the blood is caused by extreme fear and terror, trauma inflicted on the victim's that are kidnapped, tortured, and murdered. I've got into this before with the Hillary Clinton thing and Humabedine. I'm not going to get into it again. But this is what they do for fun. This is what the elites do. For, this is how they practice their religion. This is one of the main ways they stay young looking. There's been pictures of Hillary that look like she was a bedraggled witch around a cauldron. And then you'll see her a week later and she looks like a spring chicken compared to the way she looked a week before. How is that happening? Or you could say, well, it's all of her body doubles and clones. Okay, I kind of get that to a certain extent, but this has gone on over the years, over and over. And um, I don't think we can just explain that away with clones and body doubles. I mean, um, I think there's a little more to it. And I do believe the adrenochrome, which is the primary way they're accomplishing this. Um the military bases are being used for harvesting secret blood operations in the United States. Excerpts below are from the above document links. So what they're saying here is this is confidential U.S. Army, Special Medical Corps, closed military facilities, list of detention centers, where these children are being held, where are they held. Camp Uza, Camp Cowan, Camp Kearney, Camp Kohler, Camp Lawrence J. Hearn, Camp Lockett, Camp McQuaid, Camp, San, Camp San, Santa Anita, Camp Sealy, Stoneman, Young, Desert Training Center, Fort Baker, Fort Humboldt, Fort MacArthur, Fort Mason, Fort Ord, Fort Port, Fort T. John, Fort Winfield Scott, Fort Yuma, Oakland Army Base, and the Presidio of San Francisco. Now, we've talked a lot about the Presidio in times past. Uh, that I think he became, ended up becoming a general, that high-level Satanist, uh, uh, Aquino guy that was in the military. Uh, couldn't look any more creepier who was a who was basically came out of the church of satan that um anton LaVey started started his own kind of sect high level military colonel that became i believe a general he operated out of the presidio in san francisco and then also the Sa sacramento army depot um there are multiple page reports listing inmates which are children dated june 1st 2020 the detention center these and other in other words these are leaked documents that just leaked out okay the detention center locations which contains lists of children's names date of birth age blood type uh custody months 
adrenochrome, their, their particular adrenochrome quality, it rates from triple A plus all the way down to like D something. I mean, I looked at these docs, okay? Um, custody location, uh, due to disposal, which is when they're, when they're to be killed. Uh, whether they're, they're to be suicided or not. Country of their origin, meaning where they came from. Meaning, okay, they have all these kids coming in. Okay, you're from Guatemala. You you end up in our facility. You're from Guatemala. You they, they have their daily quota. They're milking these kids like cows. Now, the only way I could see how they could get a daily adrenochrome is to continually terrorize them over and over to get their adrenochrome. They're milking children at these bases for their adrenochrome like cows. Except when you get milk from a cow, you don't have to terrorize them. I grew up on the second largest uh, uh, independent dairy farm in Ohio. Okay? When all the big Bessies come in to get milk, you're not terrorizing them. You know, it's a pretty, pretty painless process. You know, you wash the, the udders or with, with a, well, when I was little, that's what they did. They washed them with a water hose and then they sprayed this stuff on them, which kind of gross because it gets in the milk um, it looked like an iodine solution i don't know it wasn't very sanitary anyway um and um you milk the cows okay and they just sit there and they get milked and then they bring us in the next batch and it's filthy disgusting cow poop everywhere i mean oh wow anyway um yeah but they're doing the same thing to kids they're doing the same thing to kids um uh they have their inmate id number and um yeah yeah they've got their their name their date of birth the whole the whole nine yards and the the company on the letterhead is the cym caring corp because they care so much um data shows inmates are producing in milligrams the milligram of adrenal chrome they are producing and then the average age of disposal list, meaning I guess the average age at which they um, they kill them. Let me. I'm gonna click back in on this, see if I can get one of these to load. Okay, well it's taken forever to load again, so I'm just gonna keep reading here. Um, let's see here. Uh, there and then they have their 2020 Adrenochrome price list based on quality and minimum order quantity. And then they give it the price list in uh, American dollars per milligram. And I would imagine the quality of the adrenochrome and, yeah, the quality and the minimum order, meaning you're going to get a better price if you order in bulk. Can you, can you imagine that I'm having to talk about this? That this is the world we live in? You see why I did the, the study on, on like the courts of heaven and praying for God's righteous judgments? Because I don't know whatever, what, what other hope that, you know, we would have other than God to, to intervene in this whole thing. You know, um, I'm going down the thing here. And there are multiple notices of warden promotions. Their names, date of birth, detention, location, serve, job description. Yeah, you're going to get real good money. Could you imagine? You talk about blood money. Literally, no pun intended, blood money for this. How are they torturing the kids to get their adrenochrome production up every single day? How, how is that happening? Who knows? 
I'd like to know that procedure. Because they're just not, you, you just can't extract their blood. It's not going to be have any adrenochrome. You got to terrorize them. The last page of this confidential information contains a Google map indicating location of an orderly disposal of human remains. Because once they're used up, then they're discarded like trash and suicided or murdered or whatever you want to call it. So I'm looking at the second page of this 30 page document. Um, okay, so like the second, it's, it's an alphabetical order. The second name is Abbott Cameron. Middle name X, something X. Uh, birthday, um, the birthday was uh, 8-31 of 2010. Their age is 10. Their blood type is A positive. Months in custody where they've, they've been, I'm sure, tortured is 15. The quality of their adrenochrome is B minus minus. Their, the customer location, and I, I'm assuming that's the customer that maybe is buying that specific adrenochrome uh is pueblo chemicals it looks like and they're due to be disposed of in 2023 so that's the year that they're due they're due to be killed so so this person this cameron and i'm not sure if that's a boy or girl is is due to be disposed of in the year 2023 um in this case no they're not going to suicide the person they're just going to probably kill poor Cameron and they Cameron was born in the United States their daily quota is four and I'm assuming that means four milligrams their inmate number is one six one zero zero one two five their ID is four four six three and it goes like that down for I, I I'm I'm looking at page after page after page after page after page of this on 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 the way back machine um all of this is, and this person has an adrenochrome quality of A++. So I would imagine they would. this would be a very, very highly priced. Um, this one is Harriet Rosa. Her birth date was 4-12-2009, age 11. Uh, I mean, it's just, they're, they're, the, the customer is Red Stat Air Force Base. Country of origin is um, Mexico. That's where she's from. Daily quota 10. I'm assuming it means 10 milligrams. I can't. I've never even. I've never reported anything like this before in my life. Ever. You, you talk about child abuse. You talk about the most horrific way you could. Things that you. And these, these poor children are being tortured daily. I need to. I'm, I'm going to add this specifically in my prayer list. So we can zero in on this in prayer. We need God. We need God's righteous judgment. Can you imagine this is going on in mass, on top of the abortions that are going on, on top of the child sex trafficking, on top of all the occult rituals that they're using children in, and only God knows what else going on in secret underground bases. These are, as far as I know, these are above ground bases. This is the Chem Corporation Main Detention Center's inmate report. Page 10 of 12. That was the one I was reading off there. I mean, I, 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 I can't even wrap my head around this. Yeah, Taylor just brought up a good point that, you know, if we think that a government that can do this to our own children under the cover of darkness, 
You have to understand hundreds of thousands of kids go missing every year. That's statistical facts. We're going to get into that in a minute. This is one of the places they're ending up. If you think a government that that is this evil, overtly wicked and evil, that would do this to children, this is defiling the land as well. All this killing of children and sacrifice and terrorizing them and, and, and harvesting their adrenochrome. If you think a government that, that does that, that would give you this COVID kill shot, has your best interests in mind, you're sadly mistaken. <laughs> That's an understatement. I mean, I'm getting sick reading this. I'm, I'm literally getting ill. Oh. Okay, then there's this video, and it's um, Adrenochrome, the Elite's super drug. Uh, I'll give you a link to that. If you wanna, if you wanna click, if you've never have heard this, how they're using it, well, there's the there's the a link for you. I don't wanna really play it. Um, there's some inappropriate images in it. I don't really wanna play it, but there's a link. I would highly advise caution on it. Then you can. There's also a book called Cannibalism, Blood Drinking, and High Adept Satanism by Kurth Baker which evidently talks about it as well. In the 1954 book, The Doors of Perception, Aldous Huxley mentioned the discovery and alleged effects of adrenochrome. Aldous Huxley, Brave New Order boy. Brave New World boy. Huh. Yeah, that same one. He mentioned the discovery and alleged effects of adrenochrome and likened it to the symptoms of mescaline intoxication, although he had never consumed it. Adrenochrome is an unscheduled is unscheduled by the Controlled Substance Act in the United States. Um, it is not an approved drug product by the Food and Drug Administration, and if produced as a dietary supplement, a dietary supplement, it must comply with good manufacturing practice. How is that possible? Adrenaline, also known as, as um, they're saying adrenaline is known as epipenephrine, is a hormone which is involved in the regulation of visceral functions like respiration. Adrenaline is normally produced by both adrenal glands, uh, by a small number of neurons in the, medulla, in the medulla oblongata, which is a part of the adrenal gland. It plays an important part in the fight, fight or flight response by increasing blood flow to the muscles, output to the heart. You hear me talk about the adrenals all the time, guys. It's the, it's the number one most abused organ in modern civilization. Any place that has access to Things like coffee and nicotine and vaping and cocaine and um, meth, Adderall, Ritalin, all of these things. I mean, meth is the, the is the quintessential example of something that is just going to just, I mean, annihilate your adrenals and a lot of other stuff. Cause massive aging process to occur. And you're you're basically using up all of your biochemistry when you take things like meth, and that's why those those you see the the before and after pictures of people that take meth for like three years, and they look like they've aged like twenty five or thirty years in three. Well, that's why. 
And that's why the, the, um, the, it has an opposite. If you can extract that from young children and milk their adrenals for all they're worth, well, it can be used in the exact opposite effect as an anti-aging thing. Does it make sense now? So I, I mean, you know, you, you got to be really careful with, with even caffeine, even coffee and things like that. Because, I mean, um, you know, you burn your adrenals out and you keep taking more in caffeine and more stuff like that. It's like whipping a tired horse. You got to give your body breaks and, and you got to really um, understand that like your adrenals are like a bank account. And if you're constantly withdrawing from that bank account, it's going to have, you're, you're going to have big time problems and you're, and you're going to end up getting sick. You're going to end up getting totally run down and you're going to end up thinking that I just need more and more caffeine. And that's not the answer. You got to give yourself breaks. And like I have supplements like Adreno Mend, which helps to mend your adrenals or Cytosine AD, which I can't get right now because it's totally sold out probably because everybody's trying to get it because they're, um, so their adrenals are so fried from all the stress everybody's under. That's an excellent product. That that's totally changed Taylor's life. Cytosine AD, which stands for adrenals, by biotics. You can't get it now though. Right now, I don't know when I'll be getting it back in stock. I do have Adrenal Men. Still, I can get that. Um, you know, but um, uh, that's uh, that that. Imagine like if you took a shot of espresso. Okay, something that a lot of people can relate to. Okay, or I think it's a big reason why people smoke cigarettes or vape. They're getting that 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 up that upper feeling that 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 um, that's you're getting a little bit of adrenaline rush there. Okay, well times that by like a hundred or whatever is if you can get the adrenalized adrenochrome ridden blood of a child who's been terrorized. That's why they get addicted to it. It's like it's like a meth user that gets addicted to meth, except it's even more so. So this is the concept that I'm trying to kind of get you to understand why this stuff would be in such high demand. So adrenochrome and, and, and immortality serum obtained from the adrenal gland of living children after they have been terrorized to get the highest levels of adrenaline pumping into their system. It is a LSD-like quality and is used in satanic rituals by monarchs, politicians, congressmen, celebrities, sports heroes, CEOs, and of course the elite. Adrenochrome, the kids are their drug. This is a little, a little um, picture that's in the PDF for this. Um, okay, so let's go a little bit further. Court statements that the elite torture children, drink their adrenalized blood, at least 8 million children disappear every year worldwide. We talk about the ones that disappear in America, but worldwide, 8 million. Okay, and a lot of them, this is the reason. I don't know what the percentage, but a high amount. I mean, but then you could say, well, you know, child sex trafficking, uh, child sacrifice, um, adrenochrome. Some of them are being used for all of that. That you just, you start them out with the, maybe the child sex trafficking and then when they're kind of maybe done their job there, then move them into, you know, adrenochrome harvesting and then when they're done there, just use them in a, as a sacrifice. They're, they're trying to use them up in every single way, shape or form they can. I'm going to go ahead and play this. It's not a super long video here, but they get into this. Let's go ahead and click on this. 
Um, and this is the ITNJ Ju Judicial Commission of Inquiry into Human Trafficking and Child Sex Abuse. Um, and I'm not in alignment with everything Robert David Steele says in any way, shape, but I do think uh, he's hitting it out of the park on this particular subject and issue. He is their chief counsel, and I'm going to let him speak here on this particular. He's, he's in a courtroom setting here saying what he's talking to you about. Let me say first off that this is a, a court of inquiry. It's not an adversarial court. It's a nonprofit educational event. And with enormous, enormous energy and intelligence, all of us have been brought together to try to bring out some of the aspects. Uh, so if I may, I, I have prepared an overview statement based on my work these many past weeks. And I want to just say that as a parent and as a patriot, I'm absolutely outraged by what we're allowing to happen to our children. Uh, this, I mean, humanity is judged on how you treat the weakest member uh, of the um, of the society. Yeah. Let me say that although pedophilia, which says child love, mm -hmm. has nothing to do with the abuse of children, uh, these children are not just kidnapped and in some cases bred by families as a cash crop. We have people in the United States of America that breed children in order to sell them. Yep. And when they are sold, they come without birth certificates, which means it's easier to kill them and have no one ask where they are. Yep. We're also importing children by the plane load. Again, children who have no documentation. What do we just it's see? It's not just child slavery or child sex abuse. It's also child torture. Now, everything that he's saying, we've just seen examples of. And we've got firsthand account. I know you couldn't watch the video of that of that devil witch bringing in the child and then and the other children coming into that airport setting that was recorded with what Alex Jones is... Um, reporters but that's exactly what's going on here they're doing it right out in the open because you have adrenalized blood you you have the the whole blood drinking ceremony of the satanic world it's also the uh use of children for harvesting body organs we'll have the following yes. gong, uh, yeah. i hadn't even thought that i totally missed that one the, the whole harvesting of organs when they're killed you know not only is there is it can be used in a sacrificial type way, but then they can they can profit on off all the organs that they can harvest. Money tomorrow. Um, one of the reasons that the Falun Gong are so popular is because they're so healthy, uh, so that you can harvest their body organs right. uh, with and get and get the very best. And then you have ritual ceremonies and ritual murder, uh, as well as incidental murder. Um, but I know the system. I've been a spy all over the world. I have uh, created the Marine Corps Intelligence Command. Uh, I have trained um, intelligence and law enforcement representatives, over 8,000 of them from across 66 countries. They're all, without exception, good people trapped in a bad system. And one of the most wonderful things that this court could achieve now that we've had Pizzagate, for example, which opened people's mind, is we could achieve a an opening of the public mind. Now, just so for context, this was released on September twenty fifth, two thousand eighteen. So we're we're you know we're going back a little bit of time. That's why I mentioned Pizzagate there. But this is just obviously more true today than it was even back then. And an absolute imperative from the public to governments, including the U.S. government 
which I think is the center of gravity in, in so many ways. I have found in my research and preparation for this court and all of the work that will follow that most organizations that end up being um, used to prey on children, Oxfam is a recent example, uh, all of the United Nations organizations, the Boy Scouts of America, all of the child services agencies across the United States of America, they did not start out as organizations to prey on children, but they attract pedophiles. Right. And ultimately, pedophiles end up rising in the ranks and controlling those organizations. Child molesters is a much better word than pedophiles. So that an organization that initially started out in the service of children becomes an organization that is, in fact, hunting children. And one of our distinguished commissioners has written an absolutely wonderful book called Child Hunters, which I recommend to all of you um, as a brief on this. Now, it's my, not my working assumption, but uh, the, the working assumption yet to be proven that the totality of the children disappearing worldwide is toward 8 million people, toward 8 million children. Yearly. In the United States of America, the acknowledged number, not counting the children being bred without birth certificates, right. not counting the children being imported without documentation right. is between 600 and 800,000 a year. So that's just the kids in America. Six to 800,000 per year just in America. That's not including the little ones they're bringing over the border now that we just talked about, pouring over the border. You know, they have no idea that, you know, what's going to happen to them. And that's not including the the ones that are being bred outside the system to be sold. Like brood mothers that that like in Satanism that breed children. They're called breeders. And they're and they're 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 impregnated and they're sequestered and then they give birth to the baby and the, and the baby's whatever they do with the baby at that point. And that those are things that never even wind up on the radar. Now imagine Africa and East Asia right. and all these other locations. I personally believe that the number we want to try to document is rising well beyond the official figures right. and we will we have yet to learn what the actual number is okay the official figures are 8 million and that's extremely most likely conservative yearly worldwide i mean i don't know how a, a, a the world could be more ripe for God's judgment than it is right now. And this is this is all the wrath that's being stored up from God as well, because this just didn't start last weekend. This has been going on for a long, long time. The other working assumption is how long do these children survive within this system? Right. What I am hearing from the witnesses that I've talked to is two years. It may well, look on the adrenochrome docs. It told when their date of disposal was 2023, 2022. You could just look at it right on there. So longer, it may be four years. It may be six years, but by and large, these children are so abused. I mean, we're talking rapes by the hour and so forth that they reach their expiration date uh, within two years. Yeah. And then they're murdered with impunity or they're ritually murdered if that's what they've been bred for. 
So I think we need to document this. No one else has done this before in a systematic manner. This commission is rendering a signal service by seeking to do an overall view in the public interest. Um, this will be a massive, massive undertaking. And while the preliminary attempt is to do a six-month to nine-month uh, endeavor, uh, subject to funding availability and um, the availability of witnesses and also prisoners. There are a number of prisoners who can be debriefed, who when properly debriefed by specialists can really give a deeper understanding that has not been achieved by existing law enforcement and other agencies because they simply treat these people when they catch them in those rare instances when they catch them as disposable goods to be thrown into prison and, and forgotten about and tomorrow we will have some expert testimony from one of our commissioners who can speak to this far far uh, better than i william binney is my counterpart he is for nsa what i am to cia which is to say, he is saying, as I am saying, that we can delete 70% of our respective organizations and put the other 30% to work. But Benny is also the author of Thin Thread, which is a way of doing deep discovery in unstructured databases and the internet. And so he is prepared to actually help us do pedophilia tracking worldwide. And one of the things that the other technical commission, Stephen Arnold, is very good at is de-anonymizing the Internet. This includes every image having a fingerprint. So you can take a, a, an image of a child being uh, abused and you can track that image uh, through the, the dark web. So there are resources that we can bring to bear in support of this commission's mission. My favorite technical commission is Arno Reuser from the Netherlands who is a master librarian. He is so good that when the Dutch intelligence community realized it didn't know enough about the world, they recruited him to create the Open Source Intelligence Center for Dutch intelligence. And as with the endeavors that I helped create in the United States, and in fact for Scotland Yard, very quickly people found out that they could get 40 to 60% of what they knew very cheaply using open sources of information. That's not what government intelligence agencies do today. They want to spend as much money as possible in the riskiest way possible on the most expensive way possible. They're not actually there to do decision support or answer uh, questions. So I believe that Arno Reuser is capable of creating the world's first digital library on pedophilia. And this would be a multilingual library to include local dialects. And it would be a library that would then end up being what we call a magnet for walk-ins. We wanna have a very professional ingestion system so that people can volunteer to provide expert witness to the thing, or they can volunteer to offer up their papers. There are a number of pedophiles now who are actually ready to turn over their, their diaries. All right, so I think we're actually doing something, something really, really huge. My final... Uh, comment the center of gravity for taking down the deep state pedophilia is both the induction glue pedophilia is how the deep state recruits and controls people uh, it is also the achilles heel of yes. the deep state i believe that once the public child molestation meaning is how they control them is because they blackmail these people when they get into office They'll get them drunk. They'll slip something in their drink, and then they'll, you know, they'll 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 bring in a like it was a guy, an eight year old boy or girl, whatever, 
in the room, and, and even if they're not, do, I mean, they put them in sexually compromising positions or whatever, maybe they're compliant, maybe they're not, doesn't matter because they've got the footage, they've got pictures. And then they go to that person and they say, well, listen, just so you know, uh, even if they were up to that point, even if they were running on some type of decent platform and maybe they actually wanted to do good, they've got all the stuff on them. And they're like, well, you're going to fall in line like everybody else does, or we're going to release these pictures. And you talk about your life being ruined and your marriage will be over and your kids will disown you and you'll whatever. And, you know, 99.9 times out of 100, I'm sure they, they comply and, and give in to the deal. And that's another way that these children are being used. ...is that the government is not protecting their children at a scale of vulnerability that we can articulate, then everything else about the government is called into question. All right? So for me, this is a truly righteous endeavor. Oh, yeah. And I will end by saying that as much good as it might do to get the British angry, for me, the center of gravity for change is the American public. Because if you can get the American public angry, we will stop supporting dictators overseas. We will close all of our military bases overseas. I am on record as a former CIA uh, operations officer saying that our thousand bases overseas are not there for national defense. They're there to serve as lily pads for the smuggling of guns, gold, cash, drugs, and small children. So let me say I am proud to be in your company. And I believe that no matter what we do or do not do, it is going to make a difference. God bless you all. Now, I'm looking at their website right now. Um, it's um, commission.itnj.org. That's commission, one word, dot itnj.org. And it, it looks like, like right now, if you go to their homepage, um, it's all these emergency tribunal hearings regarding the coronavirus pandemic and planetary shutdown. Uh, and I, I know they're exposing it because I can see who they're who they're interviewing and like Dr. Wakefield, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, um, uh, uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits, the one that wrote the the uh, documentary Pandemic. Uh, a lot of different people. So now, while I'm not aligned with all of their views, okay, um, maybe from a Christian standpoint, it does look like they're trying to go. But the problem is I'm seeing here, I don't see a whole lot going on right now over the child stuff. Uh, so I do believe they've got a, uh, they've got a uh, email list that you can subscribe to and um again i'm not i'm not saying that that you know these these people or whatever but it it looks like they're doing about as much as anybody i've seen in order to like um go after the situation but again i'm not 100 percent sure exactly what they're doing right this second okay so now we're going to switch gears and um we're gonna uh kind of get more into the COVID stuff this next report is disposable blue and gray face masks found to contain toxic asbestos-like substance that destroys the lungs. Now, again, I'm here as a watchman to warn you 
about what's going on here. Uh, I have advised from the beginning, if you're going to wear a face mask, to um, not wear the synthetic ones derived from petrochemicals because not only the outgassing, but as we're going to see here, there are some other beyond horrific aspects to these face masks. And, um, you know, wearing ones that are more like organic cotton with maybe spraying it with some like um, silver or their, their face masks that are made that actually have silver and copper impregnated in, into the material. So another, then that actually will kill things. That will actually kill bacteria and viruses and fungus and things of this nature. Uh, you can also spray the inside and outside with the thieves spray, the the uh, with the essential or, uh, oil blend, um, or like a light part per million silver, like you know, like a hundred part per million. These are ways that you can actually treat the face masks, and they can actually be. Of course, you're still going to get the the um, you know, you're rebreathing your own carbon dioxide. You're violating OSHA standards immediately once you put the things on. But I'm saying if you had no choice, if you were in a situation where, you know, you, um, you know, you just didn't have a choice, these are some other alternatives where you're not going to be poisoning yourself. And it gets worse. <laughs> uh, I, I won't say anything more now. I'll just let these talk. Um, the SNN200642 masks, which are made in China and sold and distributed by a Quebec-based company called Metallurfer, had has had part in the Canada's public school reopening plan. Now, just because your face mask isn't made by that particular company, I don't think anyone's off the hook based on what we're going to cover in the next report. I think these things are being... Why are they so hell-bent on getting everybody these... these um, face diaper high jabs on everyone's face yeah there's a lot of satanic agendas afoot I've, I've covered all of that but they're trying to poison us and infect us even further and to bring down our immune system and to get us into satanic compliance with their mask wearing cult and we've got into the occult ceremony of the whole occult ritual of mask wearing how they're trying to get humanity which was made in God's image to cover their face. There's a lot of different satanic agendas afoot here. Um, students were told they needed to wear them in the classroom to prevent the spread of the scandemic virus. Health Canada, however, discovered during a preliminary risk assessment that the mask contained microscopic graphene particles that when inhaled could cause severe lung damage. Graphene is a very strong thin material that is used in fabrication it can also be harmful to the lungs when inhaled and can cause long-term health problems reported cbc news for a while now some daycare educators had expressed suspicion that the masks which were causing children to feel as though they were swallowing cat hair while wearing them we now know that instead of cat hair children were inhaling the equivalent of asbestos all day long and asbestos, you know, is, you know, was one of the things they used in the insulation industry, you know, back in the day. And now you've got whole, I've seen commercials, I don't have a TV, but I've seen commercials like where, um, did you get asbestosis, um, um, mesothelioma of the lungs caused by asbestos exposure when you were whatever. Well, call us now and we'll, we'll get a lawsuit going for you. So this stuff is, um, kills you, can kill you. 
and has long, very, very bad long-term side effects. While For a while now, some daycare educators had expressed suspicion. Um, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I read that. If you have this type of mask in stock, we ask you stop distributing them and keep them in a safe place now. The provincial government wrote in the directive, which was sent to the education families and higher education ministries in Canada. As it turns out, the SNN20062 mask, masks that were being used all across Canada and school classrooms have never been tested for safety or effectiveness. So how, how many, any of these? I mean, you know, I, I, oh, there's all these videos out where it shows these third world sweatshops making these things where they're, they're being made in these horribly filthy environments with like, like men packed in together and they're on the floor processing the mask and it's on the dirty floor where everybody's walking. And I mean, it's just, you know, it's bad news. Um, uh, uh, then there's this, the, there's, these are a couple related stories I put out in the last while. CDC masks and indoor dining bans don't stop the virus, but that doesn't, the, you know, the mainstream media ignores their findings. And then study chemicals that decrease fertility and causes the male anatomy to shrink are found in face masks. Yeah. It also makes you infertile and it causes, um, male anatomy to shrink. Yeah. Those same chemicals. That's why they, that's why they're trying to get everybody in them complying okay then this little gem that i'm going to play you moving black strings on masks and swabs what are these parasites more 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 gelins worm-like micelles for drug delivery well you, you know how i've i've talked about all the videos of where they're breaking apart the testing swabs and they're analyzing them under these microscopes now people are finally catching on and doing that well guess what now they're doing it with the masks and anybody with a microscope can do this. And they're finding across the board, it's just not one mask. It's ubiquitous almost on the masks being tested if they're these kind of, these these um, light blue ones, I think in particular, maybe like the light gray ones, these ones that have come out for COVID-19, the ones that are like the ones they would give out at a store or wherever, they're finding there's all kind of weird worm-like creatures actually impregnated in the masks listen you can watch the footage for yourself i'm gonna play this i'm only gonna play about four and a half minutes of it and i'm gonna narrate it but you'll hear and you can watch on a microscope exactly what i'm talking about here okay um i'm gonna go ahead and play this okay so what we're seeing here is a uh like a microscopic view. The years of 2020 and 2021, it felt like something out of a dystopian police state nightmare. So I'm going to let him talk, but they're showing like um, this guy uh, with a pair of tweezers and, and they're actually removing these microscopic um, little threads out of the mask and these things are moving. They're sentient. They're, they're, they're alive. Okay, these nanotubules, these morgellons, type fibers who kind of knows what they i don't even know but whatever they are they're wicked evil and nasty and i've been warning about this with the testing kits how they're that's why they got to shove that thing six inches into your head to get it into the cribiform plate so those worms can be released and go up and then the nanotech that they can be put in and only god knows what else whatever goo they're putting on there sometimes i've heard as well that's why they got to get that when they could easily get a DNA swab from the from the inside of your cheek. But their con job and everybody into thinking, no, we got to ram it six inches into your head in the most vulnerable spot that we can go into in the sinus cavity, the cribiform plate, which is direct access into the brain. 
No, that's what because they're implanting things in you and you're inhaling them with the masks as well. Most likely very, very similar things. This is a satanic agenda from stem to stern, top to bottom, front to back. And I've been screaming about this ever since it started and everything is just being confirmed. Movie. But in the past few weeks, as people around the world turn their microscopes onto their masks and find strange little parasite-looking things crawling on their surface. Things are moving. You're, um, you're looking at this thing, if, if you're actually looking at this thing um, on film, and it's moving. Seems the genre. Just like when they take the swabs apart and the things start to move. Switching to horror. All of the footage I'm about to show you in this documentary has popped up on the internet in the past few weeks. Some people think these are fibers having to do with Morgellons disease. Others believe that these are microscopic worms infesting the masks. And others argue that they're just small stray they're fabric. They're showing microscopic clip after microscopic clip of different people sending in footage showing the same stuff. These black monofilament type worm-like things that are moving around. And it's just not the same mask. From clothing. But the question remains, why do these masks have small little black things that appear to be crawling on them? Wiggling and moving about. Wiggling, tossing and turning, and reacting to heat and water. And they're just showing all kind of pictures of different microscopic slides. If you Could want. there be a sinister plot to position these threads right around our mouths and our noses mm -hmm. through the PCR tests and the masks? The proximity to our warm, wet mouth. I mean, think about what I just reported on with the adrenochrome harvesting in the children. Do you think there is, like my daughter Taylor said, do you think there's anything this government won't do to us to kill us off? to defile us, to infect us, to infest us. It's all about just whatever way they can defile us and to defile our DNA and to infect us with whatever only God knows what and to rewrite our DNA. They're going to do it. And this is just further proof of that. Activating these little parasites are the moving black threads placed on the masks so we breathe them into our lungs? Are we supposed to be the host for these parasites? They're just showing more and more clips of, of different people sending in videos of these things. Um, moving, how they react to water when they're when they're around them. I mean, these things are moving around. This is as creepy as it gets. I mean, these are time stamped. Like um, this one was from three seven of twenty one, March seventh. Time stamped. You can actually most see of these the recordings moving. are brand new masks that are just taken out of the packaging. Yep. So it begs the question: Why are there foreign objects? It's not like somebody's breathing into these all day. These are brand new masks taken right out of the thing. This is all being done by design on purpose. Creepiest thing. Some I've people see seen. this and are not concerned. 
They believe that these are stray fabric threads from clothing. No, no, they explain the movement as being a product of static electricity or a gust of wind, a draft no in the room. Others believe this is much more sinister. No Can way. the movement that we are looking at in this documentary be explained by gusts of wind? No. By a draft in a room? By static electricity? In my opinion, after watching many of these videos over and over again, these little black threads that appear to move on their own do not act like any material that I have any experience with. That's right. And I think something very weird, possibly sinister, is going on with these little black threads, these worm-looking things, these parasite-looking things. But what are they exactly? And I, I know that you can't see, but you can watch the video. It's a 37-minute video. Why do so many masks in so many different places around the world all experience the same weird phenomenon of being covered in little black threads that are moving, almost imperceivable to the naked eye, but when magnified and filmed are very, very concerning moving black strands? Or are they worms? And remember, this is the exact same dynamic that I um, showed and talked about regarding the the swabs okay so it's but the swabs are more invasive obviously they're getting into your so it's so important for them to do that test whereas the masks it's outside and and it's it's hit or miss if you're actually going to inhale these things but i would imagine that they're going to be attracted to the heat and the in the and the moisture in the breath and um because they are they are definitely attracted to certain things uh that they seem to be activated by that of sorts similar threads we see these same black threads what's going on here could this explain why the governments and the corporations are so adamant about us wearing our masks mm -hmm. could they be a delivery vehicle for a sinister parasite yep what are these objects that so many people are seeing under their microscopes and with their zoom cameras god it goes on to the third almost the 38 minute mark i only got to four and a half minutes but it's it's kind of pointless for me to play this video because you have to watch it okay but hopefully you've got a little bit of um thing there um now i actually kind of got this a little bit out of order here i should have actually put this before this but um i guess the reason i put this this report here is because we're going to talk about the churches next and um uh we're going to talk about um that whole concept of what's going on in canada and um target is now selling a woke prayer book with a prayer in it um that you're not going to believe a prayer book called the rhythm of prayer a collection of meditations for renewal is a number one bestseller on Amazon in the category of meditation. One prayer called Prayer of a Weary Black Woman by Dr. Shaniqua Walker Barnes, a theology press professor at Mercer University, starts by saying, and I'm quoting from this witch's actual prayer book, okay now imagine imagine if this were the other way around imagine if this was a prayer 
against black people. Substitute black in here and imagine the outrage, the instant outrage, the world-stopping instant outrage from the mainstream media, from the Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Witch, and Warlock sect, from the LGBTQ woke whatever they are called now. Imagine if the tables were turned, okay? This prayer starts out by saying, Dear God, please help me to hate white people, or at least to want to hate them. <laughs> I can't even... I want to stop caring about their misguided, racist souls. I love how every single white person on the planet is being lumped into this category, essentially. This is the way it sounds to me, anyway. To stop believing that they can be better and that they can stop being racist. Because, you know, hating somebody really makes everything get better from a biblical standpoint, right? I mean, yeah, you can hate sin. The Bible, and I think we should, you know, the fear of the Lord is to, is to hate evil, you know. I get that. But hating whole races of people because of their skin color. <laughs> That's what we're talking about here, okay? <laughs> the prayer then describes the type of white person they want to hate not the actually blatant racist ones, which doesn't make any sense to me at all, but the wolves in sheep's clothing, quote wolves in sheep's clothing, who don't see color. Huh? And are friendly and accepting on the surface. What? So, in other words, dear God, please help me to hate the supposed white people who are wolves in sheep's clothing, who don't see color, meaning they're not prejudiced, <laughs> but are friendly and accepting on the surface. So the ones you would think they would say we don't want to hate, the ones that don't see color, the ones that are friendly and accepting, supposedly on the surface. No, those are the ones we want to hate. We don't want to hate the blatantly racist ones. Now, now, I don't understand that type of satanic logic. If anybody can, you know, help me out on that, you know, let me know. But again, in this wacky world we live in, evil is called good and good is called evil. So then it goes on to say that, okay, so this is part of the prayer. Lord, if it be your will, harden my heart. Stop me from striving to see the best in people. <laughs> it sounds like the satanic Bible or something. Stop me from being hopeful that white people can do and be better. <laughs> oh, shit. Number one, bestseller on Amazon. <laughs> In the meditation section now, and also you can go down to your local Target and buy this precious gem. So stop me from being hopeful that white people can and can do and be better. Let me imagine them instead. Let me imagine them instead as white hooded robes. Like KKK members. 
standing in front of a burning a burning crosses. You know, I tell you, if this prayer doesn't warm the cockles of your heart, I don't know what will. I mean, if, if this is a hallmark moment on a stick, I mean, this is just beautiful. This is so Christian and just so compassionate and filled with mercy and filled with unprejudicial love. I have never seen anything more Christian in my life. Oh, sorry, exactly. I meant the exact opposite to everything that I just said. Sorry about that. Anyway, so then it goes on to say, let me see them as hopelessly unrepentant reprobate bigots <laughs> who have blasphemed the Holy Spirit and that she got the Holy Spirit right, capitalized, and who need to be handed over to the evil one. Is this lady totally just out of her ever-loving mind, demon-possessed to the toenails? What Bible? Why does she? Why doesn't she just say Satan? I can understand praying to Satan for this, but not invoking Lord, capital L, Holy Spirit, capitalized, God, capitalized. No, it's like she's praying to the God of the Bible, which I don't get at all. Um, then she says, grant me a get out of judgment free card. If I make white people, the exception to your commandment to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. That has got to be one of the most screwed up, weird, creepy, weirdo, satanic prayers I have ever even read ever. In my life, I think that tops it all. I mean, at least a satanic prayer is honest. That is, I don't know what that was that I just read you. I don't even know how to define that. That's beyond comprehension. It's just something else. So this goes on to say, this is a sick, insane religious cult of hateful people. But institutions like churches, schools, and corporations are pushing this blatant racism mainstream. This book is available at Target, a store which also banned a book that gave voice to transgender people who regretted their decisions to transition. Of course, they're going to regret that book. And they're also going to make sure that they've got their transgender bathrooms so you can... You could send your little girl in there um, and, you know, you could have a 300-pound transgender man going in there uh, in the next stall next to your little girl because that they allow that in Target, okay? Uh, but hatred of white people is perfectly acceptable in today's day and age, and it's, it's encouraged, as we can see. So here you can click on a thing where you can actually see photos. This is not satire. This is not the onion. This is not the Babylon Bee. No, this is real. This is actually real in, in, in the ins insane world that we live in. Here's a, there's a link. Um, oh, they've already disabled it. Imagine that. They already took that down. It wasn't good. It wasn't good press. It wasn't good press. But the link I provide, you can see all the excerpts. You can see all the excerpts. <laughs> oh, isn't that wonderful? Isn't life grand? Anyway, um, so... That brought me to this point. Um, um, while militarizing the area around Grace Life Church at Church Barricaded, 
by the um, jackboot Nazi RCMP police in Alberta for supposedly breaking COVID scandemic rules. Alberta, Alberta police ignore large Islamic pagan mosques gathering that are meeting regularly. Now, see, if you're a Christian church in Canada that is not fully complying with all of the COVID scandemic satanic edicts, then you will be targeted and you will be made an example of. Now, the mosques can do whatever they want because, see, they're worshiping Satan. They're worshiping Allah, the moon god, because that's what Islam worships, okay, the pagan moon god Allah. Um, that's fine because, see, they're on Team Satan. But if you're an actual Christian church and you want to practice your religion, know that you will be banned. And this is being proven all across Canada. And again, they're beta testing it there so they can bring it, I'm sure, to America and elsewhere. Uh, by now, you're probably aware that the Chinese-controlled Canadian government has been harassing a small church in Alberta over the church's insistence on practicing their religious right and duty to meet together for regular worship. After jailing Grace Life's church pastor, James Coates, for failing to follow the health mandates, he was eventually released and fined. Yeah, I mean, he was in there for quite a while. He was in jail for quite a while. Yet, that did not deter Coates and his congregation from their faithfulness to God. They continued to meet. Oh, you can't have that. See, you've got to go by whatever Satan tells you to do. And I mean, it's just, we're just moving to the point where Satan's trying to paint us into a corner where we're going to have to choose between, eventually between life and death, most likely, for a lot of us. Uh, and I, I don't mean to say that to scare people. I'm just saying it happened to Jesus. It happened to the apostles. It happened to a ton of the martyrs. And let me tell you, our day's more wicked than most likely their day's at. And they're trying to jockey everybody in the position where they're going to have to make that choice as a Christian. Are you going to comply or are you going to serve God? Are you going to comply with Satan or are you going to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and do what he tells you to do? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord as the Bible talks about. I would rather serve God than man. You know, I mean, the apostles and Jesus, essentially what happened to them, at least on the surface, was because they were not complying with whatever was being mandated to them by the state. Now, I understand that the Jews were there encouraging the whole thing, crucify him, crucify him, give us Barabbas, let Jesus' blood be upon us and our children's children. I get that, I understand that, but it was of a more official capacity that things were ordered by the state, okay, on these executions that were carried out. Under the name of whatever, throughout the ages, the state, the Catholic Church, whatever. Um... And we're no better. We're no better than the martyrs. We're no better than the apostles. We're no better than Jesus for sure. So if they persecuted me, they will persecute you, Jesus said. Now, again, I'm not saying that because I'm not saying God can't protect you. The Bible does say, Jesus said, regarding this day and time we're living in, in Matthew 24, pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man. So that is a biblical prayer that you can and should be praying. Um. <clears throat> So I'm not saying he can't protect you. I'm just saying that there's going to be a lot of Christians worldwide that are going to be put in that position where, you know, and anymore you're put in that position almost on a daily basis just with all the satanic COVID mandates to a certain extent. And I understand it's not like, 
denying Jesus Christ, but it's there's a lot of satanic edicts, is what I'm telling you, is they're trying to get us to comply with. The masks and all the other garbage. The testing, the vaccines, that stuff. So, um, <clears throat> after it became clear Grace Life would not succumb easily to the government tyranny, the government of Alberta sought to further sought further action against the congregation, then literally created a militarized zone against the church property, erecting a fence to keep the congregants out and threatening further legal action against them. Interestingly, however, the same government in Alberta has left alone the Islamic mosques. In the last few days, a handful of videos have crept up online that feature large gatherings of hundreds if not thousands of Muslims for their services and a call to prayer so they can pray to Allah, the moon god, and perform their mass witchcraft that they need to perform, what, three times a day, bowing to Mecca or whatever. It's mass witchcraft. And that's why they want more Muslims in the country, because they know those Muslims are defiling the land through their mass witchcraft. It's a big reason they want them here. Okay. Um, two that we wish to highlight are the Majid al-Rashid Mosque in Edmonton, and the other is the Akram Joma Islamic Center in Calgary. From videos taken early in April, they I give you a link, you can see the videos. Despite the prohibition of Christian churches, these mosques have gone unmolested by police despite so many congregants. The person filming even notes that the place is packed, 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 quote. And that those, and that there are school buses there, which they use to bus in participants. Oh, no social distancing there. Oh, no. And those who can't make it on their own. So they've got their buses they're sending out, and they're just... Business is booming for the Islamic church, Islamic death cult. Should we be surprised that the government is attacking a church but ignoring a mosque, a mosque which is essentially a synagogue of Satan, a pagan center for advancement of pagan cultures and values, um, is not a threat to the pagan state? Of course not. No, they're all on Team Satan, as I've said so many times. Yet Jesus was clear that when they hate us, it is because they hated him first. See John 15, 18. True. Very, very, very true. So let's go ahead and play this video here. Uh, just the first part of it. Now, this is actually boots on the ground, rebel news. Uh, Ezra Levon and Sheila, the, re the reporter at Grace Life Church, on boots on the ground there. Uh, this is day live from Grace Live. This was, uh, I don't know, from a couple days ago. It's loading now. For some reason, it's taking time to load here. Okay. Our daily live stream, and I am joined, as you can detect, by our chief reporter, Sheila Gunn-Reed, who is on the ground thousands of kilometers away from me just outside Edmonton, Alberta, at the Grace Life Church, where an... It's actually Sheila Six-Gun Reed, okay, because she wears a six-gun on her hip, like the old, old Western timers. She'll plug a hole in you if you're not safe, if you're not careful. Sorry, I just made all that up, sorry. Enormous police garrison has been created uh, from what used to be a church, they have seized the church. They have put up steel fence, as you can see, in a grotesque display of disrespect and 
uh, profaning a religious site. They have set they're up. They're showing this in the background. It's a split screen, and they're showing this. They've erected like I, I think it's like three barriers of this fast fence company that we're going to highlight a little bit later. Um, erected this fence around. I mean, it's a big property. This is not some. This is a big property in an like an open space. I can't imagine how many hundreds of thousands of dollars have, have just been spent to just shut down this one church. All of the fencing that's been erected. They've brought in porta potties. They've put in tarps around the building so like like you can't see the church. They're trying to like erase the church off, and they brought in like fifty cops in order to because see this is where the police and their tax dollars need to be allocated toward majoring on minors and minoring on majors they need to just shut down any vestige of any christianity that would dare bow up against the satanic state that's where and that's where they're putting their resources because they're like if we let one of these devil churches get away with this who knows we'll probably have another one and another one and another one if we don't stomp our satanic boot across this church's throat and make an example of it to the other churches then we're going to have this thing spreading like wildfire which is what we should be praying for trees well, i mean this movement spreading like wildfire is what i mean by that on church property they have surrounded the church building itself by black tarps so that media cannot see what they're doing to the church, not see the police breaking in. Mm. And they have a permanent... They're probably what they've done in other structures is just putting all kind of, of like locking systems, changing the locks, putting all types of, of barriers where the pastor nor the church people will ever be able to get back in the church again is what i believe they're doing and they, they they're just like satan their father satan so they want to do it under the cover of darkness because their deeds are evil as according to what the bible says about those that love to do things in darkness of dozens of heavily armed police there with guns should any of the mums and children and dads from the church seek to return? And joining us now, the woman who is holding the camera that we are looking at, our friend and chief reporter, Sheila Gunn-Reed. Sheila, how are you this morning? Well, um, I, I guess I'm okay. I came into Grace Life here a few moments ago, and I noticed that there's a third fence fully erected around the property now. Mm. So, a third fence. Good money. Well just, so, it, this is like uh, the you know when the U.S. military was in Iraq, they had something they called the green zone. Yeah, it was a layers and layers and layers of walls within Baghdad mm -hmm. to try and have some sort of normalcy because they were surrounded by terror. What they need to do though is they need to get some concertina razor wire up on that outer perimeter and electrify it. So that way, anybody coming in or trying to get in or go out, they're, they're going to be dead. I mean, I think that's what any reasonable government would do in this situation. So this is the armed compound, like any military base in Iraq or Afghanistan, except for in, instead of keeping out terrorists, this heavily armed encampment is to keep out Christian churchgoers. Am I right? Yes. That's exactly it. Every time I come here over the last three days, it has become increasingly more fortified. And it looks like there are more 
police cars than ever inside the facility. Now, some of that could be shift change. Um, so I guess time will tell over the yeah. course of the next hour if all of them are staying. But yesterday, so this, see where these orange barricades are? Mm -hmm. That didn't have a fence behind it yesterday. So now that's got another fence erected on it. So and she's actually got a camera and walking as she's talking to you if you want to actually watch the video. This video is like an hour and 20 minutes long. I'm just going to play you the first uh, almost up to the nine minute mark, but there's a lot to unpack here. Goes all the way around the external perimeter of the property. Oh, so yesterday where I walked through the field, right in, I mean, is guys, right. This looks like, I don't know how many acres, but it is a huge, like, piece of land I, the church building itself is is pretty big but the land it sits on is really big i mean it's i don't know how many acres but it is a lot i mean the amount of fencing that they've had to erect to do this is just i i, I don't even i can't even imagine the the costs involved front of me here and also this is where the man hit the golf ball mm -hmm. and that's completely fenced off and even here along the north side of the property, that's all fenced off. The whole perimeter now, that went up overnight. I truly believe that this is the largest police operation in Alberta. There may be some plans to raid some drug gangs or some no. child trafficking no. rings. Um, there's not a lot of biker gangs in Alberta, but no. this police operation the amount of logistics and infrastructure, the, the sheer number of guns, the command post. This is the largest police operation in Alberta that I know about. As it should be. These people are terrorists, obviously. They need to be put down. They should all be gut shot on sight. As an example to all the other Christians out there so that they don't get out of line. And they do as they're told if they know what's good for them. You don't need to focus on the child sex trafficking, on these children being uh, harvested for their adrenochrome, on how, how the Muslims are invading and, and all the other wickedness that's going on in Canada and America. You don't need to focus on it. See, they're the good guys. They're our, they're our buddies. If you're, if you're the satanic government, this is where we need to focus in on. I mean, if this doesn't convince you of the war between good and evil, how it's just totally out in the open, I don't know what will. I mean, just everything I've covered today in the study just pretty much proves that point i think um it's absurd it's growing and as you and i discussed yesterday what exactly is the plan because if you have 30 men with guns if you have a war style military style compound you're building like the u.s did in their green zone in baghdad you're waiting for something you think something's going to happen and these aren't social workers, these aren't, you know, community relations officers. These are cops with guns. And yesterday we saw trucks coming in with undisclosed contents in, their, in the back of the trucks. Mm. I presume those were uh, heavier guns, perhaps. Of course. Uh, shotguns, perhaps rifles. Um, yeah police equivalents of an ar-15 perhaps absolutely like what they should the have machine gun nests i mean at least every 50 feet around the church just to make sure that you know nobody could possibly 
scamper into the church and worship God. I mean, that 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 is a absolutely worthy of death punishment. Spread the COVID, even though there's not been one COVID case, scamdemic COVID case that's even come out of this church. Not one. Not when that's what this is all supposedly over. No, it's under the guise of destroying any churches that will not fully comply with the state. That's what this is really all about. And unfortunately, these churches are probably 501c3 type churches, corporate churches that are yoked up with the state. And theoretically, because the state gave them their right to exist, they, on paper, should kind of be complying with whatever the government tells them to do because they gave them their right to exist. And you can say, how could you say that? Well, see, if they never yoked up with them from the beginning, they wouldn't be beholden to them. But since they did, now Caesar's calling in the chips. And now he's demanding payment. And he's demanding compliance. Now, you're not going to hear that from anyone else about this particular subject. And listen, I love these people. I have nothing against them. I am for them. I'm not against them at all. But I'm telling you, that is most likely a component of what we're dealing with here. In other words... Churches that are yoked up with the government, whether you're in Canada, America, wherever, if you took that 501c3 tax exemption or whatever exemption you, and if the government created your church and gave you your right to exist, well, then you need to abide by whatever they're telling you to do. That's why I never got into any of that. That's why I never did that. And then, then it goes even worse because then the guys that graduate from the seminaries all get their licenses to preach by the authority invested in me in this from the state of North Carolina, I now pronounce the man and wife. I thought the authority comes from God as a pastor, not from the state of North Carolina. So there's another layer of entanglement with the state. I never did none of that stuff, nor will I ever. I never went to cemetery. I'm sorry, seminary. I never got brainwashed about the 501c3 garbage. 501c3 stuff. I never got brainwashed about the getting my license from the state garbage. I'm a doctor, but I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I never went to any of that stuff. Anything that you hear me say, it's just because I studied the Bible. And the Holy Spirit brings these things because the Bible says that's going to be the case if you're a Christian. The Holy Spirit will bring all these things into remembrance. Help us. But see, you got to read the Word of God. you got to study it. you got to, you know meditate you've got to do that in order to have the word there to draw upon for the holy spirit to draw upon i'm kind of getting off on a tangent there so listen i love these people i have nothing against them i mean if they're not incorporated i'd be absolutely totally amazed because you typically cannot have a freestanding building in a big gigantic field like that and not be totally entangled up with the government and this is why as it was in the new testament the way the churches first were, where things were the most biblically correct, they were house churches. Nobody got no license from nobody. They were house churches. And they could meet in one house one week, one house the next, make it hard for the enemy to even know where they're at. And in a lot of places, like in China, they've had to go to not only house, but underground house churches for fear of their life. 
That's what we're moving back to. Because see, these types of churches are untenable in satanic in the satanic new world order. I wasn't even going to get into this. It's just kind of popped into my head. I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to know, or just I've said this before, but this is just common sense knowledge if you really start to think about this subject. I've done umpteen studies on the 501c3 church. Satan's master plan to destroy the church. Just key in 501c3 at contendingfortruth.com. Most of those are older teachings because I covered that heavily when I first was in ministry. Because I had been in all kind of churches. Catholic, Lutheran, um, uh, hardcore Baptist, hardcore Pentecostal, hardcore charismatic, you name it. I'm Methodist, Protestant, or well, Presbyterian. I mean, I, I've been in so many churches in my life and just my observations, I think God had me in a lot of those places so that I could have a pretty broad perspective and I have a lot to draw on when I talk about this particular subject. Um, but you're just, you're not going to have a big freestanding church building like this and buck up and bow up against the government, especially in the days and times we're moving into and expect to be able to operate. These people need to just reside themselves to the fact that they need to start their own home churches they're probably not getting back into this building unless god literally intervenes and i'm not saying he can't do that but god may be letting this all happen so that we we wake up to the fact that we cannot be yoked up with the government that we're going to have to do things biblically speaking not through 501c3, not through yoking up with tax exempt with the government, not get, going to the government begging for our right to exist so they can write it off on their taxes, all of which is unbiblical. The church, the true church, really probably has always been and is going back to like more of an underground type of home church thing. It's not going to have a choice. Is the way I, I see it. Actual hell do they plan to do if a group of mums and kids walk on there? Are they going to use their tasers, their fists, or their guns, Sheila? Well, and it, it, I'm getting the sense this morning, just eavesdropping on some conversations between the church uh, deacons and the cops here, that um, even the cops on the ground really don't seem to know what is happening here and why so many of them are amassing on the property. I mean, these are completely peaceful people. We saw their pastor turned himself in mm-hmm. <laughs> to jail uh, for 35 days. We watched uh, my friend Devin the other day move to tears because he was trying to evangelize to the cops and remind the cops that this is they're not against the cops. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I really don't understand what the leadership of the RCMP thinks that they are trying to prove here um, because this is, it's escalating. This should have stopped when Pastor James got out of jail. Mm -hmm. But now we're in a staring contest with the most peaceful people I've ever met in my entire life, the most forgiving people that I've ever met. And we're in a staring contest. So one side is using love and the other one is using fences and force. And I don't know where this is going. Yeah, you know, um, there are some people who are so peaceful. I I think the Amish, um, Old Order Mennonites, folks like that, who are 
absolute pacifists who if you punch them in the nose they might not even punch you back that is almost as peaceful these folks are almost as peaceful as that like they really wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight as Jay-Z would say these these are the gentlest <laughs> souls and mm -hmm. the police you know again I, I think I told you my very first job uh, out of law school, I was articling for a lawyer who used to be a cop, so he told me a lot of cop things. And one of the main jobs of a cop is de-escalate. Yeah. De-escalate, de-escalate, de-escalate. Diffuse, lower the tension, lower the, uh, lower the temperature. Um, because of course the cop is gonna win if things escalate. He's the one with the gun. But that's yeah. the worst outcome. That is the last resort. A good cop, you know, you could say the path of least resistance, that's not even what it is. It's, you've got the gun, you, in a way, have a license to kill. Now, can you do your job? And, and that's the easiest thing to do, pull that trigger. You don't have to think, you don't have to use your brain, you don't have to use your heart, you don't have to use your uh, cunning to fix this. You just, just shoot everything. That's the easy way. Can you use your brain and your heart and your mind and your tongue? And can you find a better solution it's like the commanders of this garrison are saying, no, 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 no. We want that brutal showdown. Yeah. And we're, we'll demonstrate that mm -hmm. through threats of force, shows of force, by escalating, by bringing in more and more and more and more and more guns so that you know if you come here, you will have a gun solution, not a diplomatic solution, not a neighborly solution. Yeah. You go there, we will shoot you dead. And we saw some... They love that. Uh, I am... Ooh, I, I don't even know if this is going to upload. I didn't realize how far I was into the study. Uh, God bless you. We will see you in part three.